what would I be like? What would my demeanor be like? My thoughts, my ability to show up for my family, my relationships. What would I be like if I just said yes to everything and started filling our schedule? Or what would I be like if I created a schedule that allowed for activity, but also allowed space for replenishment? What would that version of you be like? Hi, I'm Alicia Michelle, Bible teacher and certified neuro coach who loves helping Christian women learn how to renew their minds using brain science and biblical truth. If you struggle with anxiety, perfectionism, worry, feeling like you're never enough, you are in the right place. I've been there and I understand how frustrating it is to know God's truth but not feel it in your heart. I created the Christian Mindset Coach Podcast to teach you practical brain and biblically-based mindset tools to help you step out of overwhelm and step into the confidence, the joy, the peace, and the closer walk with God that comes from a renewed mind focused on God's life-giving promises. Grab a cozy spot and let's get started. It's here. The Christian Mindset Makeover is now open. This is the popular nine-week course that equips Christian women with powerful brain science and biblically-based tools to break free from negative thoughts. And I want to teach you some of the practical things we share in this course with a free workshop. I just opened up a ton of new workshop times, so go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind to get a behind-the-scenes look at the Christian Mindset Makeover course and even learn some of the practicals we talk about on the course from this free workshop. Go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind right now and sign up for the free workshop. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Christian Mindset Coach, which Alicia Michelle, this is my first episode back after the long break over the summer. I had shared with you at the end of June that I was taking a sabbatical break to let the Lord speak to me, to let the Lord fill me back up, to make sure that I was listening to him and allowing him to fill me up and allow me to serve from the spirit of overflow and just to recognize and honor the huge output that has happened in my business, in helping other ladies, in my own personal life and the growth and my family, things we've encountered. I'm going to break down what that was like for me and What are some of the things that I've learned this summer in a couple of weeks in a future episode? But I just wanted to say thank you for honoring my request to have this break. And I do pray that you've had a wonderful summer and have had a chance to keep learning and growing in the area of mindset, whether that was through the previous podcast issues on some of the hot topics. We had given you some resource pages to check out that whole group of different topics or maybe you joined the Christian Mindset Makeover, or you got a hold of the Calm Your Anxiety Toolkit. Maybe those were some of the tools you decided this summer, I'm going to invest in these things and really get a hold of them so that I'm prepared for the fall. No matter what you did, I pray that you were able to keep learning. And if not, and if you're brand new to the podcast, I'm glad that we are back together again. And that we are able to discuss these really important issues around mindset, specifically around what it means to be a Christian woman and how to use the truth of the Bible to allow God to refresh our mind so that we can serve him well and serve others well so that we can be obedient, so that we can fulfill his purpose and fulfill our own purpose in that process. And as always, I love being able to share these messages with you. So if you enjoy these podcasts, I would love it if you could share about them with other people, even some of the different topics that we have talked about. If those have resonated with you, please share them on social media, or even if you share them in the podcast players, that's awesome as well. So 
I'm going to be addressing this week as we ease back into fall. And for many of us, school has already started. And unfortunately, because the the sabbatical break that I took was July and August, this episode doesn't go live until the first week of September. So some of most of us honestly have started back to some of this. But there is a temptation that I fall into every year at this time as all of the things start, all the school schedules, all the fun activities, all of the extracurricular groups and mom group things even, not even just stuff for my own kids. But we start off fall almost as if we start off a brand new year with all kinds of expectations and excitement and a lot of just energy exploding out of us. And we as moms often have to be the ones who are the impetus behind the energy. And I know that feeling of going to feeling like that weight of fall coming where you go through the summer and maybe it was a restful summer. Maybe you had a chance to take a break, but maybe you didn't. Maybe it was like stressful and way too busy and you did not plan for breaks and, or maybe some tragic things happened this summer that you experienced that you weren't expecting. And you're coming to the fall season like, awesome. I am totally off kilter. I don't even know how I'm supposed to have the energy to get started. So I get it. I've definitely had summers like that. In fact, most of the summers, (laughs) to be honest with you, that has been how I have approached fall. And I've come into it just like limping across the start line thinking, great, it is September and I already feel behind. This is super awesome. It's easy to just start as we begin these seasons to start responding, to start scheduling, to start filling our days again. But as someone who has gone through several seasons of burnout, I want to challenge us to take back control of our schedules and to assess if we are feeling exhausted walking into fall, really begin to plan our fall with intention, with purpose, honoring where we're at, truly, seeing where our kids are at. We don't have to just immediately jump into everything. Maybe we have kind of an ease into fall. Maybe we decide to not start some of the sports stuff until November or even further into the next year. We have control. We have the ability to set the tone. That's what I want you to hear today. And I want to give you some very specific ways that you can do that. Not just talking about it from a theoretical standpoint, but there's some very specific exercises and questions that we're going to be walking through today to help you see where you're at and to create a fall that is going to allow you to show up as your best versus just kind of accepting, responding, continuing on in the craziness that leads to burnout and all kinds of unhealthy things. So I want to give you two things. First, again, some questions you can run through, kind of a grid to help you determine what are the elements that will be part of your schedule for the next few months. So things that you can specifically say, this is what I will include, and this is what I won't include. And then second, I want to help you take the first steps to creating regular self-care and rest rhythms so that you can manage these busy seasons well. You can serve from an overflowing cup versus a depleted one. And I know that we you probably heard that idea before. It's not a new concept. So I'm going to link to some episodes that we have done in the past on rest and specifically the one we did in June that talked about the reasons why we tend to avoid rest. Because As we've said, you know that rest is important, but a lot of times we put it at the bottom of the list, our own self-care. Why do we do this? Where is that coming from? I want you to, and if rest is a struggle, to really understand why it's a struggle and begin to work through some of that. So before we even begin into that, we got to really think through our motivation. We have to figure out our why. Why 
is it important for us to take charge of our schedule? Why is it important to be intentional about what we will say yes and no to? And why is it important to establish these regular rhythms of self-care and rest? Our why is what always drives our motivation. So we can make all the plans in the world, but if our intention isn't aligned with these plans, if our why isn't there to motivate us, then we're not going to be successful. Our why is the fuel behind our goals and our, our success, truly. Now, I can give you some ideas of why it's important. I can share my why, but ultimately, you have to be the one to set the reason behind your intention for this more replenished, honest, filled up version of you that's going to approach the school year. It has to be your reasons why this is important to you. Here's my why to kind of give you a jump start. Okay. My why is I am a more sane person when I make time for rest and self-care. I, I'm just more calm. I can manage the things that are inevitably going to come up this school year. I mean, just things we can plan for, but things we can't plan for. We have no idea what's in store for us this year, truly, honestly. We have no idea what's in store for us in the next minute because God is in control of all things. And quite often things happen without us even knowing it, as you know. So I'm a more sane person. I can handle the ups and downs a lot more easily when I have these cycles of rest and self-care established. And I know what I'm saying yes and no to with, and I have some intention behind my decisions. A second reason is my kids. My kids are more sane when my husband and I can help them set up rhythms that where they're not overextending themselves. It's super tempting to be like, oh, they need to be in this activity. It'd be really good for them to be in an art class and in sports and to be be on the speech and debate team. Like all these things, of course, it would be great for them. But that's not the only factor we have to consider. We have to consider what are their needs for rest? What are their needs for replenishment? And to teach them that they have capacity limits as well, that it's not just about trying to cram in as many things as possible in our days. So helping them do that and and allowing that peace to reign in them, is is in, which of course helps all of our relationships when everybody else is in a more sane, balanced place. Another reason for my why, um, I like myself and my activities a lot more when I am not overextended. I tend to think of things as burdens, as just not something I want to do. I lose my motivation for wanting to take the kid to the practice and talk to this kid again about this homework assignment and whatever else comes as part of what my fall activities are. I tend to become resentful and I never want to serve my family from a spirit of resentment and a spirit of bitterness of feeling like I'm stuck in this situation. So I want to try to do my best to make sure that I'm keeping myself as replenished as possible so that I don't get to that place. And then last, my part of my why is I refuse to put my health at risk. I refuse to, even for those good intentioned things. You can hear more about my story. I believe it's episode 125. Uh, It's called How the Hustle Culture and My Need to Achieve Nearly Took My Life. So there was a very specific incident that happened about five years ago at the time of this recording that was a big wake-up call for me about why I do what I'm doing and how my life needs to change. Not just, I need to change my to-do list every day and I need to make rest a priority, but to really get to the root of why I was doing all those things, why I was motivated to achieve, perform, keep going, never rest. What was that about? And why I I was willing to risk literally my physical health and my mental health to do those things. So after going through that experience, I know my limits a lot 
more clearly. And I refuse to go back to that place. God gave me a very specific choice that this was my second chance and that I needed to change some things in a big way. So I refuse to go back to that place, even for the good intentions of, well, it would be really great for my kid to have this experience, or it'd be really great for me to have this experience. But to say my health, their health, all parts of this family are not just about producing and growing and you know contributing to this activity or that program. It's about being a whole human, a holistic human in the midst of all of that. Do you find it hard to let go of worry? Do you struggle with feeling like you're never enough? Or maybe you're frustrated because you can't make the changes you want in your life, losing the weight, starting new habits, or growing in a certain area. Both brain science and scriptures show that every action we take starts first with a thought. If we change our thoughts, we can change our results. So what are the most effective ways to change our thoughts? According to the latest neuroscience research and timeless biblical wisdom, well, I want to give you the inside scoop at this free workshop. Sign up now at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind. You'll discover why it makes sense you're stuck in toxic thought patterns. You'll debunk three popular myths about overcoming negative thoughts. So many women are stuck in these. And you'll learn a simple three-step strategy to manage negative thoughts in the moment. I mean, this powerful tool alone is worth coming to the workshop. Plus, you'll get an inside look at the Christian Mindset Makeover, the only course that equips Christian women with powerful brain science and biblically-based tools to break free from negative thoughts and only nine weeks. Go now to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind to sign up for this amazing free workshop to learn how to transform your thoughts to transform your life. That's vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind. I'll see you there. All right. So for you, here's an exercise I have for you. Take some time to discover your why by putting yourself in the future six months from now and asking yourself two questions. So imagining yourself in the future. Number one, what would I be like? What would my demeanor be like? My thoughts, my ability to show up for my family, my relationships. What would I be like if I just said yes to everything and started filling our schedule? I want you to picture what you would be like in each of those areas. How would you feel? What would your thoughts be like? What kind of you would be present if that was you for the next six months? Okay. And then I want you to ask a second question. What would I be like? My demeanor, my thoughts, my ability to show up for my family, my relationships, if I created a schedule that allowed for activity, but also allowed space for replenishment, what would that version of you be like? Understanding and seeing those two different versions of you has, it can be a very effective tool in allowing you to see this is something that we need to take seriously. This is my why. This is why I need to, to have a different view of how I'm going to approach fall. So that's a quick exercise that you can do. And I wanted to share too that a kind of a spoiler alert, having that energy to tackle what comes ahead, it really comes from recognizing that we're in control of our yeses, our nos, and our maybes. And we are going to be talking next week about that very specific topic with a amazing guest and friend of mine who has written a book on this topic, and I know that you're going to love this discussion. It goes right into this whole beginning of the school year topic and how to set ourselves up for success and help set our families up for success. So tune in next week for that to episode 174. Okay, so we talked about some questions that we can run through, a grid that will help us determine what are the elements that are going to be part of our schedule for the next few months. So first, I have three questions for you. First, 
what is necessary, what must get done. Identify what those elements are, the very base minimum. And I encourage you to really take it down to the base minimum. We can very easily say, oh, well, it is necessary for each of my kids to be in sports. And it is necessary for us to serve every weekend as the greeters. And it is necessary, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I would challenge you to say, what is truly necessary? What must get done? Period. Okay. What's the bottom line there? Then, second question, what would be a nice element to add into this school year or this fall, but may not be 100% necessary? What is that thing? Okay. And then actually there's, there's a fourth question slide because I just thought of another one that can be helpful. What would be something that I probably do not need to include? I'm pretty sure that I don't. I'm pretty sure that we can either allow somebody else to help us with that, or somebody else can take it off our plate, or we can get help in getting it done. How can we can either delegate it, not participate in it, or we can get help with it? What is that thing or things that might be part of the uh, general list of things that you're thinking about for this fall? And then lastly, what does God say about what should be your highest priority this fall? Kind of looking back at all the things, what should be your highest priority for you, for your family this fall? If you were to just be quiet for a second and hear and think about what God has been impressing on your heart the last few months about what's important in this season specifically, what would that be? Okay? All right. Now, Let's move on to talk about taking those first steps to creating regular self-care and rest rhythms so that you can have this energy, so that you can have this motivation, so that you can manage these busy seasons well and serve from this overflowing cup. We're going to focus on things that are doable and things that are baby steps. It's very tempting to shoot for the moon and like in the New Year's resolution, plan for all of these things that probably all would be helpful in your self-care. Absolutely. But what happens when we have so many things, that whole perfectionist monster jumps in and it's like, I have to have all these things in order to feel this way. And we get overwhelmed by them and we find ourselves avoiding it and et cetera, et cetera. We don't want to be in that place. It is much better to make progress than perfection, as you've probably heard before. It is much better to get something done than to get nothing done in terms of self-care especially. So I want you to think about first, brainstorm. Okay, we're going to brainstorm as many things as possible and we're going to narrow it down from there. I want you to take a piece of paper and fold it in half, doesn't matter which way, and then take that piece of paper and fold it in half again. And then open it back up and you should have four squares on the piece of paper, okay? And I want you to think of this school year as a marathon. If you were preparing to run a marathon, there would be very specific things you would do to prepare for it, things you do while it was happening also to make sure that you finished well. That's the mindset I want you to go into as you're thinking about regular rhythms of rest that you can implement that are going to sustain you for the marathon of this school year and of just family life in general. Now, I want you to set the timer for five minutes on your phone. And I want you to write at the top, well, before you set the timer, write at the top of each of the squares, four different words, each of the parts of self, spiritual, emotional, intellectual, and physical. 
Okay. So once you've got that, set that timer for five minutes and you're just going to brainstorm as many things as you can, whether it seems ludicrous and like out of the reach or just something that you know for sure would be replenishing. I want you to write them down. What replenishes you? What's fun? What's something you'd like to try? What's something that you have always wanted to do or you know for sure helps you? And I want to say before we get into this that no guilt, right? There's no guilt if doing this feels overwhelming because a lot of us don't know what it feels like to have rhythms of rest or even rhythms of fun, especially if we are really achievement oriented. We have not put a lot of value on fun and on rest. Let's just be honest. We've had to learn, or I've personally had to learn how to incorporate this in a way that is healthy for me. I I just was like, I don't even know what it means to rest. Like, what do I do? Stare at a wall? What does that mean? How do I have these rhythms? So it's been a learning process for me. So if it feels like, uh, I have no idea, it's okay. It's all right. Just start with as many things as you can think of based on what you know, and free yourself to, again, to think of things that you've always wanted to try or you think might be helpful. Okay. So you're going to take five minutes and you're going to write down as many of those things as you can. All right. Now I'm assuming you can pause me. You can stop this and take care of it right now, or you can come back and do it later. But once you've done that, I want you to look back at your list. I want you to circle one or two things. Did you hear me? One or two things that you can start with. And as you think about these things, I want you to think about what things would have the greatest impact and what would be the least stressful to begin implementing. This is key because one of those first obstacles to actually making this happen, as we mentioned before, is just it's there's so many steps to do to actually make it happen. Kind of a funny example about this. I was reading a book by John Acuff recently. It's called Finish. And he was sharing the story of why we sometimes don't do this these big goals or we we keep putting them off because there's so many steps behind it. He had shared this story of this man who had said, I want to sell, you know, I want to, had all this stuff in his garage. He had all this stuff in his garage. And his, his wife kept wanting him to clean out the garage. And he was like, no, I'm going to have a garage sale. We're going to sell all this stuff and that's how I'm going to get rid of it. So when I have the garage sale, it'll all be gone. Well, he never had the garage sale and it just, he kept putting it off and putting it off. Well, if you think about it, the, having a garage sale, of course, is a noble thing, but you have to go through the whole process of picking the date for the garage sale, figuring out what items you're going to sell, pricing all of the items for the sale, figuring out where you're going to place all the items on the day of the garage sale, beginning to market it and share about it in all those places, putting up signs, writing signs, inviting people over, being willing to negotiate with people who come to your house about you know how much this really is worth, sitting outside maybe on a Saturday or whatever day it is, negotiating a whole day for that, and then whatever's left, taking it off to some sort of charity to get rid of it. So there's a lot of steps that have to happen before the whole process of of actually cleaning up the garage and using garage sale as a, a way to do this happens. And we can come up with excuses like that, like the garage sale thing that are noble causes, but they're not necessarily the answer because they're keeping us from doing what we need to do. So as you look at this list, I encourage you to pick things that are the low-hanging fruit, the things that you could begin doing that 
are not going to be like a garage sale project that are going to have a lot of things to do to get you there because you don't want to have any obstacles to get in the way of it. Okay. Now, the reason why we listed out all of the ideas is because we want you to begin with one or two. And maybe as you feel like you are able, you can add in more as you go along. Maybe at the beginning of the, the next year, you're like, you know what? I've kind of have this feel like this is really helpful. And I'd like to add in these other things. Maybe you work on one part of self and you slowly add in something else. This is what's going to get the progress, not just slamming ourselves with five new things that we're trying to practice. Plus we're doing back to school. Plus we got new sports seasons, like, ah, all the things just being realistic about it. Okay. Now, once you've circled your one or two things, the next step is to grab a separate piece of paper And just very quickly, again, take three minutes, take five minutes and very quickly write down, what do you need to do to make this happen? What do you need to do to make this a reality? Simple things. If your plan is, for example, to walk every morning for 15 minutes before you take the kids to school, or maybe to take the kids with you on a walk, pushing them in a a stroller or something, you can say, well, what would be the things you might have to do? You maybe need to buy some new running shoes or walking shoes. They're, they're kind of old and it's time for you to get some new shoes. Maybe you need to find a good workout jacket because it's been kind of cold in the mornings and you're needing to have something like that. Whatever it is, you want to make sure you have some good music to walk with and or a good podcast to listen to or whatever you are, book on tape or book on audio cassette or whatever you want to listen to. Something, wow, I just dated myself. Did I just say book on cassette? <laughs> You know what I'm saying, a book to listen to, an audiobook. <laughs> but whatever you need, whatever you need to make it happen, that's what you can include. And you can begin by just saying, just taking care of it, just taking care of those things so that when you have whatever start date you decide and pick that start date, maybe it's a week from now, maybe it's tomorrow. I don't know, what's realistic? Whatever, you know, you might need like one thing to happen or you're like, "No, I got this. I'm ready to go." Figure out what that is that you're going to need to do to make this happen and when your start date is. And then I want you to share with a friend and I want you to share it with me on Instagram and tag me. I would love to know what you're committing to, to be able to get this rest, to be able to have this energy, this motivation for the school year and your fall schedule. What are your one or two things and what you're committing to working through them? You can even share your why. That would be awesome. So you can tag me in one of the posts for this episode, episode 173, or you can direct message me, but tagging me on the post is probably the easiest way to do that. And I'd love to hear from you. All right. So I'm excited for you to get started in this. I wanted to give you very practical things to do today that didn't feel overwhelming, but still very clearly addressed this need that we have to be intentional about our fall schedule. And I want to encourage you in this process. Now, next week, like I said, we're going to be hearing from an awesome woman of God that you may have heard of. She is a highly popular Christian speaker and author. And She is going to be sharing with us other specific ways we can manage our responses to all that happens and how we can take back control of our life and be intentional about how we set up our family structure and our own life so that we can stay motivated, we can stay energized, and we can do all that God has for us this fall and beyond. All right, excited for that conversation. And I will see you back here next week, friend. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for joining me today. Please go to christianmindsetcoachpodcast.com and click on podcast in the menu to get the full show notes and more information on the resources that we talked about. And don't forget to subscribe and to leave a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks so much in advance. I'll see you back here for the next episode.